Welcome back to Let Me Be Brief. I am your co-host, Andy Rieger of J. Rieger & Co., and I am with my wonderful colleague, as always, Matt Basinger of SwellSpark, and we are in the studios of Let It Fly Media. As we are growing this podcast, we are taking the next step, and we have our first big partner in. We have Emprise Bank, who is helping us with everything that we do, and we felt that the best way to start this new partnership was to bring in the fearless leader of Emprise Bank, Matt Michaelis. Matt, let's do this. Andy, Matt, thank you so much for having us. If we could just say Matt and Matt and leave him out of here, because this is really a Matt to Matt conversation. There's a, there's a club that you are not a part of. I'm sorry, Andy. Well, you guys aren't part of the Andy club, so <laughs> it works out both ways. All right. So uh, a lot of folks look at banks and they all look the same, right? Uh, tell me about Emprise. Tell me, uh, we'll get into the history, but like, why are you coming to Kansas City? Why are you in Kansas City? What do you love about this city? What do you guys hope to do here? So many questions. Uh, let, let me start with Kansas City and why why we love it, why I love it. Um, vibrant city. Um, to, to me, there's there's growth opportunities. It's a great town. It has been incredibly welcoming to us here. Um, so as I look at as I look at our company and where we're going to grow over the next generation, Kansas City is front and center. I mean, we um, we're located in Wichita, Kansas. Uh, we love Wichita, great market for us. But as we continue to, to grow and deploy capital, Kansas City is the place. And so you you have a history in Wichita, right? You have a you have a history. Your family has a history with this bank. Andy knows nothing about family businesses or <laughs> generational businesses. But tell us a little bit more about how you got specifically you got to what you're doing, um, and and how you know how it's gone since you've taken over. Yeah. Well, it's all about family. Um, and so having, having uh, grown up in a family business, I, of course, worked there in summers when I was in school and, um, and all of that. But then I, um, I would say my path took a little bit of a different turn. And, and so um, I came back to... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not get too far ahead. Let's talk about the path so that we understand how we got to where okay. we are. So um, after I graduated from uh, the University of Kansas, I had an opportunity to go work for... Uh, Solomon Brothers out of New York. So what I thought was going to going to be a couple of years in New York turned into twenty. Uh, loved loved the city, uh, loved the career. Met my wife out there. Um, Where is she from? Originally? Phoenix. Okay, from Phoenix. Uh, and then when we had our third kid, she's like, hmm, "I'm not raising three kids in New York City." And so we made the decision to move back to Wichita. That was seven years ago. It's been. Fabulous. Great place to raise a family. Uh, and what a great opportunity for me to then get more involved in the family business and get to work with my dad. And uh, it's been it's been a lot of fun. And so what was really that big decision factor to say, not only just family, but you want to move back. You're bringing your wife who's from Phoenix to Wichita, very, very different cities, but then saying, you know what? And I've had a really successful career doing investment banking. I want to go run a $2 billion community-focused, commercial-focused bank with my dad. So thankfully, it was my wife's decision to move to Wichita. <laughs> thank goodness. And so that's, so that, that's been great. Um, and I, I actually continued doing what I was doing for the first couple of years back in, in Wichita. And then I saw the opportunity. And I really think about the opportunity from two perspectives. One, to, to get the opportunity to work with my father. Um, pretty unique. 
uh, I think, pretty unique opportunity and has proven to be really, really good for us. Uh, but also the opportunity to take a, a legacy organization and transform it into the into the present and, and build for the future. What were some of his ideas and his directional elements that were there when you started that sort of coming up as that next generation, you immediately saw and had to say, Dad, love you, but the things you're focused on, these two or three things, we got to convert them and switch them to something that's more geared towards growth in the future. Yeah, I think it was it was much less about changing uh, anything that we were doing. It was far more about how do we push the boundaries of, of growing more. So how do we enter Kansas City, a bigger market with more growth opportunities? Um, how do we think about becoming more digitally enabled? And that's not only customer focused, but that's also in the back office to drive efficiency, but but really to drive customer experience at the end of the day. Because as we all know, it's less and less about walking into a branch. It's more and more about how do I use my my phone to uh, conduct my banking business? And so what was the first growth initiative or the first thing that when you started back with the bank that you can look back on or your dad can look back on and say, we wouldn't have been where we are today if Matt hadn't done blank. So, so I'm only three years in. So, uh, but what I what I would say is what I learned was that the culture is the first place you have to really begin laying the groundwork and and evolve the the culture to think differently. Um, that that then paves the way to um, implement a new mobile banking platform to expand into Kansas City and Omaha, to do some of the things that, that we're now doing. It's, but it was critical to really transform the culture and build the team that's then capable of executing on those growth opportunities. Yeah. And I, I don't know that a lot of people consider how much banking has changed, not just over the last you know, 15, 20 years, but even the last three or four years, as so many things have, I mean, five years ago, having mobile banking was kind of a luxury of like, oh, look at this new thing my bank does. And now, if you're a bank that is not focusing on the ability to um, meet customers where they're at, you're, you're left behind. So you're, you're tasked with two things, right? Kind of keeping your existing customers, bringing the bank, not to say bringing up to current, but being ahead of the curve of what is current. But to take on that initiative, which I think for a lot of people is enough in and of itself, but add in this piece of, oh, yeah, and we're going to expand to a new market. And if I remember you correctly saying, I mean, you have lofty goals here in Kansas City as well, right? I think about it as being a very significant part of our company over the next five to 10 years. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. How do you, uh, as far as your initiatives, um, I mean, how do you spend your time as far as, okay, we're going to focus that this is the big technological advancement we need. This is the big market capture. Um, how do you even manage considering both? That just seems like a lot to take on in the first three years. Well, it, it really comes down to team. I mean, and, and making sure that we have a team that can go execute against that. And, and so as I think about my role, I, I, really, I really have responsibility for three things. It's culture, it's my direct team, and it's the strategy and vision of the bank, mm -hmm. right? So, so I, I try and help in conjunction with the team set the direction, but then they really go execute against it. I mean, I, I try and help and support it where, wherever I can, but they're the ones that, that are executing day to day. Yeah. And growth doesn't come with all those things completely fall flat if you don't get the right set of customers that you feel create that foundational element of what it is. What are, what, what would you say is your bread and butter? Yeah. So 
as I think about our, our bread and butter, so in Kansas City, our bread and butter commercial clients. So if you think about our, our business, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a step back. Uh, if you think about our business, uh, we are a, a full service bank where we think about consumers, we think about commercial, and we think about wealth and, and trust. So full spectrum. In Kansas City, as we enter the market, we're initially focused on the commercial business. And so for us, that's that's the small and medium-sized businesses. That's the, the real estate, whether it's um, whether it's owner-occupied, whether it's investor real estate. We're, we're pretty um, broad in terms of how we think about our portfolio and, and where we think we can deliver service. Um, for us, where we think we really differentiate is around that that speed of service, the ability to to make decisions quickly, uh, and to foster those relationships that turn into into business relationships for generations. And so, what does you know? Let's let's say you've been around for three years. What does success look like three years from now? Mm. In Kansas City or broadly? Let's let's stick to let's stick to broadly. Um, so, so for us, I think it's it's continuing to drive around the customer experience. So we talk often about um, deliver, delivering personalized and relevant experiences to our customers. And the, that has such deep meaning as you start to peel back each of those words. Um, that's what we're focused on. And so how do we continue, whether it's through the mobile channel, whether it's on the commercial side with with terms and structures that are customized to, to your particular business or, or project? Um, how do we just continue to drive and improve those experiences every single day? Yeah. There's, you know, we had the opportunity on this podcast to talk to folks who are in nonprofit world, right? And, and they, they would say something along the lines of, you know, we, we serve a different purpose. It's not just money. But I think that's also true of, of for-profit entities. It's true of banks. Is at the end of the day, if you guys were only after making money, there's less potentially of a of a human element to that. What what you're having to do is balance. Okay, we want to grow. We want to do it the right way. And so here in Kansas City, and I guess in your other markets as well, when your customers tell their friends and family about what it is that you all have done for them, what are the things that you hope that they say? So I'm going to back up to something that you said in the question yeah. around purpose, because so as I was as I was pulling our team together two and a half, three years ago, um, we I felt it was really important for us as a team to say, what is our purpose? Why are we here? Why? Why do we come to work every day? And we really believe that our primary purpose is to empower people to thrive. And you know, no one wants to bank, right? No one wants a mortgage. No one wants a car loan. What they want is a place to live and raise their family. What they want is a car so they can get to work or drive on vacation. No one wants to bank. And so how do we, how do we turn that on its head and, and use our role as being a central place in people's financial lives to actually help empower our customers to be able to go do the things that they that are important to them in their life, and that's different for everybody. But how how do we empower them to go live um, the, the lives that they dream of? Um, one thing I want to talk about here is I want to ask you about a little bit of your learning lessons. You went from to the outside person that's listening to this that doesn't come from the financial world. They would say an investment banker, private equity. CEO of a bank, it's all the same thing. But you very obviously have done most of those things and understand that it's far from the same thing. 
going from investment banking to a highly regulate regulated banking climate, what have been the biggest learning lessons or the number one thing or number two things or the top five things that you think you could say that people listening would say, wow, like I had no idea that those were the learning curve things that would need to be known. I don't know how to be brief with this one. Uh, we, we could talk all afternoon on this, but um, you know, for me, probably the the biggest lesson was um, the importance of culture and team. So, if I think about the investment banking world, it's small deal teams, very tactically focused on how do we go execute against a deal, and you win or you lose, and you move to the next one. Um, that is a much different experience than leading a team and a company broadly against a strategy that's measured in years, not weeks or months. And going back to the importance of culture, the importance of building teams that are that are high performing over a longer term, not just, okay, here's, here's a specific deal with a financial reward if we get it done, right? Very, very different environments. So as, as you all grow here in Kansas City, you're obviously looking for new customers. You're also going to be growing in that you will be having new folks who work alongside you, right? Um, people who fit into your culture from the standpoint of serving the Kansas City customer base. Like, what does that person look like? Um, that that person, so as, as I think about it, we, we really hire against values mm -hmm. first. So as we think about values, it's integrity. It's do what you say you're going to do. Mm -hmm. It's teamwork and it's customer focused. So it's the it's all about the people around you. Yeah. And then it's in, enterprising and driven. So how do you how do you solve problems? How do you think in new ways? How do you how do you go deliver that solution in a in a novel and compelling manner? My last business question before I let Matt close it out is going to be: We're in a really low interest rate environment mm -hmm. right now. Let us in on sort of the discussion topics that are occurring in the boardroom that are something that would really help us understand how banks are looking at things and the questions they're trying to ask in order to really navigate the waters? That's another all afternoon question <laughs> uh, because we wrestle with this all the time. Well, this right? is let me be brief, but we can, we have the <laughs> let me drink whiskey podcast too, and we'll have you on that. Fantastic. <laughs> Although, uh, Talking about interest rate environment is is not as much fun as drinking whiskey. So I don't know that you want to mix those two up. But um, it's more fun when you're drinking whiskey. Th that is that may very well be true. Rieger uh, whiskey, of course. Of course, the best. Uh, so the the rate environment obviously is not working in our favor, and and some of that is the absolute low level, but also some of it is the is the slope of the yield curve, and so we we really our conversations focus around. Um, how do we continue to um, navigate this water in the short or medium term? Because we do believe they're at historically low levels. We don't think they'll be here forever, but we also don't have a crystal ball to be able to say what it looks like as it as they move over time. And so, how do we how do we maintain where we are so that as rate as the rate environment at some point improves, we'll be able to to move with that. Yeah. Andy could talk about banking all day. I know it's one of your very favorite things. I'm the accidental business person, and so I don't like to talk about money because 
Who needs that? I'm kidding. I'm going to take a hard right. Uh, this is the question that, that has nothing to do with business, but I'm an experience driven guy. And so the simple question is what is the best thing that you have done? Like what's the most fun that you've had? And, and you can't say like having a kid or getting married, like those are the cop out answers. Like what's the best experience maybe that you've signed up for in some form or fashion? I didn't necessarily sign up for it and it does include family. So hopefully I'm, I'm not not breaking your your ground rules. Um, my dad and I went to Barcelona for his 65th birthday, and it was just a fabulous experience. Uh, both the travel to the city, but just that was the first time in a long time that I'd just gotten, you know, three or four days with my dad, yeah. uh, kind of exploring and and uh, getting getting fun time together. So we we had a great time. That's awesome. I appreciate you. Uh, you answer in that Barcelona, right? That's how, how it is said. I don't know. You <laughs> told me. No hablo espanol. Man, I know we could spend a lot of time talking about lots of things, but the purpose of this podcast is to be brief. And so we're excited to have you here in Kansas City. Excited to grow alongside you. And, and thank you for making time on the show today. Well, thank you both. It's and great. Thanks for believing in us. Well, well, thank you for what you're doing for Kansas City because you, you make it a great place. So thank you both. We'll all keep doing that together. 